it's not uncommon to experience doubt in your faith at some point in your life. In fact, it's an experience that a lot of Muslims can relate to. But why does it happen? What are the things that can cause Muslims to doubt Islam to the point that they no longer identify as being Muslims? And what can we do about them? Welcome to Double Take, a podcast by Yaqeen Institute about the questions and ideas around Islam and Muslims that give us pause. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Mohammed Zaud, and today on the show, we're exploring why Muslims experience religious doubt. You may have a friend or a child going through some serious religious doubt, or you yourself may be going through a cycle of doubt. So with me is Dr. Yusuf Shuhud, who's done proper quantitative research on the topic and published his findings in the Yaqeen Institute paper, What Causes Muslims to Doubt Islam? A Quantitative Analysis. Dr. Shuhud, welcome to Double Take and Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa barakatuh. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Shuhud, you're an assistant professor of political science at Christopher Newport University. You've got a PhD and master's in political science and you've done a fairly diligent job um, on the topic of religious doubt within Muslims. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. As Muslims, we, we aim to, to be certain in our faith and to build yaqeen, pardon the pun. Um, certainly, uh, it, it's, it's about building certainty in our faith. But of course, we're human. So it's natural to have questions and doubts and, and we're in the process of learning. Um, I want to know what are the causes of these doubts um, but before we get into that, can you help me just quantify or qualify um, what is religious doubt? What's what's that point of religious doubt that you went out and, and looked for? Sure. Uh, yeah, that's that's always uh, a great place to begin. Um, it's it's where um, I think we we fail to really um, uh, appreciate how much uh, we take certain things for granted uh, in terms of our understanding of a term versus somebody else's understanding of a term. And so it's really important to kind of lay the foundation before we get too deep into the conversation. And, you know, as you can imagine, the notion of religious doubt can take on, you know, a number of different forms. Uh, and so for this initial study, um, uh, where, you know, we would basically just trying to to create a, a a baseline understanding of of religious doubt our conception of religious doubt uh, was uh, uh, that kind of doubt that that really takes you to the cusp of of leaving Islam um, to where um, you know you're really uh, uh, just kind of you know kind of shaken in your man and 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 it it, 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 it really you're not really too sure. Um, what the what the road uh, uh, has uh, ahead for you, um, and and so that's that's the conception that we settled on. Certainly, there are you know different conceptions of of, of doubt that you can you know go ahead and study. Um, there's a version of doubt where you know 
it's actually uh, you know kind of in, in encouraged in a way in Islam in that you know uh, a, a doubt that's more akin to say curiosity, right? We you know Islam doesn't 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 you know kind of shy away um, from from questions and and from uh, um, you know kind of seeking knowledge, obviously. Um, but there are you know the so 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 the doubt that we wanted to focus on initially, if for no other reason than um, the fact that it's it's a it's a bit easier to to really kind of wrap your head around and ultimately quantify um, is this you know kind of you know extreme form of doubt where uh, it, it really is that you know you're kind of on the precipice of of perhaps um, kind of leaving the faith so so what really kind of pushes you that far that's what we sought to uh, um, you know get a handle on with the initial qualitative study where we asked um, you know uh, imams and community leaders what their experiences are and then ultimately the follow-up quantitative study that you mentioned so it's um so there's no doubt if you don't mind so the way we're <laughs> defining religious doubt for the purpose of this podcast and for your research mm -hmm. is it's not the the general curiosity that that someone has it's it's what basically pushes people over the edge or takes them to the edge um and that edge is the edge of their identifying um as muslims or practicing islam uh is that correct Yes, no, that's 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 absolutely correct, and and even you know e even in that definition, which which I would say um, you know was 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 spot on. I mean, even there, you can you can kind of you know kind of poke holes a little bit, right? I mean, you know, the notion of identifying as a Muslim. I mean, do you need to you know kind of identify um, kind of consciously as a Muslim in order to uh, um, you know kind of so so you know this is all this is to say that. The conversation that we're having today is, you know, has a very kind of defined scope, um, but there is a whole ocean uh, of 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 uh, you know uh, in information um, that 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 we still have uh, yet to plume, and um, you know, I think I think that's kind of important to just you know kind of put on the table right at the beginning. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, in preparation for this uh, podcast and just following your works, you you have a serious frustration with um, the way people talk about doubts and the way people generalize generally um, in uh, in Muslim communities. Um, so before we even go through the doubts that you you looked into and the sources of doubts, I'd, I'd like to ask you a question, and which is, mm -hmm. what are what are those um, those areas around religious doubt? in our Muslim communities that you feel mm -hmm. is so pro pro uh, problematic? Like, what is it that frustrates you about us discussing religious doubts? So I guess I could uh, best answer this in, in kind of a general sense. I think what, what, what frustrates me a lot about, um, you know, the discourse that takes place uh, within our, you know, community really writ large uh, is that there is there's simply too much confidence in uh, the way that, um, you know, certain leaders, um, you know, uh, believe that they kind of understand the community uh, and what is kind of going on in the community. Um, and, and that confidence is not, it's not born out of much in the way of, you know, really, you know, kind of systematic engagement uh, with the issue or uh, with the experiences of the community. It's just, you know, uh, a, 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 an educated hunch, right? And, 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 uh, and, in, 
an 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 informed opinion in the sense that you know they are um, you know perhaps a a knowledgeable person. But really, and, it's and immersed. They're immersed in the community, but a certain part of the community, like they're they're interacting with just their followers, right? No, absolutely. I mean, basically, what it comes down to is, I I guess the best way to 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 kind of get this across is uh, uh, to talk to you a little bit, you know, if I can kind of go off yeah, on a go quick tangent about why exactly I, I became a social scientist, and and the reason why I became a social scientist is in part. But in no small part, uh, due to the fact that you know I would you know kind of go to Jomaz, I would go to these halakas, and uh, invariably, uh, almost right, there would be a point where you know somebody uh, standing on the minbar would 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 say something with such confidence that I knew to be far more complicated than they are presenting it, or just flat out wrong, um, and not with regards to Islam. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not talking about them quoting a hadith or a, or a verse from the Quran no, no, no. and being confident about that. It's about their analysis or of, of the Muslim community, right? Absolutely, yes. So their analysis, their interpretation of, uh, you know, the social aspect, right, of being a Muslim in, 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 in America um, or the political aspect of being a Muslim in America, Right. Uh, because you have expertise in the religious aspect of how to be a Muslim does not necessarily translate into uh, those other spheres. Certainly you can you can uh, inform those other spheres and inform our understanding of those other spheres. But you are not just by dint of, you know, having a degree from Al-Azhar, um, you know, a political scientist, right, uh, uh, on, uh, 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 that, that you understand, you know, kind of the complexities of American Muslims. That's just not how it works. And so it was very clear to me that, you know, there was a lot of, of that going on. And I would always, you know, it, it would just kind of irk me. And so what I try to do is I try to be very kind of systematic in the way I approach an issue. I try to be very qualified. And, you know, for better or worse, you're going to hear a whole lot of qualification on my part. Part throughout the next few minutes, um, because I know that uh, you know the deeper I get into an issue, um, the the more humility I have uh, with how much I actually know. Because there's just there's just you know you 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 come up to a body of water and you think it's you know like a puddle and you realize it's an ocean. Um, and so this is this is this is you know how I think we should approach um, our understanding of these very kind of complex and complicated issues. And a lot of times, what happens instead is that we get offered these very neat narratives, very you know just so stories about you know this is why the youth is you know going astray um, without really you know uh, uh, kind of interrogating you know uh, yes you know that that could be part of what's going on um, but you know that could actually be causing harm um, you know that that kind of you know very very uh, uh, well packaged uh, explanation about what's going on because a lot of times um, you know what what really uh, we need to pay attention to is is kind of the nuances, right? The the kind of uh, the gradations of 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 our community, right? We are the most diverse uh, religious community, right? In terms of racial and ethnic background, and how we believe that that diversity just kind of falls by the wayside when we give these kind of blanket prescriptions about what's going on with American Muslims is just beyond me, right? So so we need to be kind of cognizant of 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 that diversity of that. That complexity um, when we speak about these issues, including religious doubt. 
And and the risk, I guess, of those blanket statements um, being misinterpreted mm-hmm. is even like is even worse when your khutbah or your sermon is recorded and people are listening from very different contexts. Like someone listening to a a recording from Dallas about specific issues related to the Muslims in Dallas. And they're yes. listening to it from the UK or from East Africa or wherever, right? So Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, context matters. Absolutely. So I haven't done the research that you did, um, but I'm <laughs> going to throw a few statements, right, um, as to what I think, you know, or I've heard uh, leads Muslims to the edge, right? And the okay. way I'm going to um, pose these uh, statements, um, I want you to kind of qualify them or uh, assess them. Uh, we, we, so I'm going to do it in a, bit, a little bit of a different way. Um, we had a prime minister in Australia a couple of years ago and she was okay. standing, um, Julia Gillard. She was at a press conference and she was asked a, a question point blank. And her answer was, I'm not saying it's everything. I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm saying it's something. <laughs> okay. It was a true, <laughs> good political answer. Um, yes, yes. And so, so that's the spectrum I'd like to use today, if that's okay, Doctor. No, Shiro. absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah, no, me. I, I, I just told uh, you I, yeah. I love qualification. Yeah. So this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few um, statements, mm-hmm. uh, either that I think lead Muslims to the edge, okay, um, or that I've heard people say that's what's leading Muslims to doubt their faith and therefore either leave Islam or just not practice. And then mm. after we do this exercise, I want to hear from you uh, in comparison to that. What were what were your findings with the, the proper study? So I'm gonna I'm gonna sure. start off with um, Muslims doubt their faith or they stop practicing because they just want to fit in and get approval from mainstream society and, and non-Muslims. Uh, it's not nothing, but I would say it becomes closer to something if you are uh, of a certain age, right? I mean, because, I mean, listen, uh, one of the things that 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 similarly kind of irks me uh, about, you know, uh, um, you know, anybody trying to analyze American Muslims is that they think that they are the, this, this, this kind of unique community that isn't, uh, kind of susceptible to the social forces that act upon everybody else in society. And so, listen, we are going to be teenagers at some point, and teenagers are very kind of angsty, very insecure, and and that's just the nature of being a teenager, regardless of where you are. And so, yeah, so perhaps, you know, this notion of of fitting in and everything, um, you know, it acts upon you perhaps a bit more, right? When you're in those those kind of formative, you know, adolescent, um, you know, kind of late teen years. Um, but perhaps I think it is it is less of a consideration once you become kind of more confident in yourself, like everybody does, right? Um, once you kind of hit your 20s, hit your 30s. Sure. So it's so it's a maybe a something, right? Maybe a yeah, something. yeah, maybe a something. <laughs> okay. Um, so Muslims leave Islam because they're too lazy to learn about their religion. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. It, well, it, it's not that they're too lazy to learn. Perhaps they are too lazy to learn your particular interpretation, or they are too lazy to learn 
uh, in the way that you think is the way to learn about Islam. But you got to meet people where they are, right? You can't just uh, you got to you know to put it differently. You got to know your audience. If I was going to give a talk at a masjid, I'm not going to start you know kind of uh, uh, quoting political scientists and you know citing uh, esoteric research from you know the early 1920s. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to them like a person, right? So if 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 you're gonna you know if you think somebody's being lazy, perhaps you're being a little too lazy um, and not thinking of a different way to reach them. So another reason some people think that Muslims doubt their religion is that they're just not practicing enough. They're not praying enough. They're not reading enough Quran. That is um, something from one perspective and everything from another perspective, I would say. Uh, because, I mean, one of the things that, that I always want to try to make clear when um, I talk about uh, these issues is that I study Muslims. I do not study Islam. Right. So everything that I am saying is just a reflection of what the data is telling me about the lived experiences of American Muslims. Um, I don't make any normative judgments on what Islam says or anything along those lines. So what we do know, right, from, you know, basic teachings of Islam is that, yes, the more you, you know, you practice, the closer you get to Allah, the 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 perhaps easier your road will be then um, to to perhaps accept the faith. Obviously, at the end of the day, everything comes to hidayah, and hidayah is from Allah, right? You know, so so that is so so from that perspective, it's it's everything. Putting solely my social scientist hat on, I think it's something, but but I really qualified something in that there's no way that I can really kind of pinpoint right a particular act. A particular behavior having um, uh, uh, an impact on one's belief, uh, absent all the other behaviors, right? Because I'm not gonna, you know, put an experiment and say, "Listen, I don't want you to fast. I don't want you to make salawat. I, you know, just, 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 just kind of pray fetch and let's see how that works. And then we'll have you pray fetch and pray duh. And then we'll see, you know, if you improve, right? I can't do that, right? And so absent that, if somebody is playing, they're probably doing some other things. And so it's really hard to disentangle what's going on there. Okay, last one before we get to the actual results, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Muslims feel, or those who doubt Islam within the Muslims and those who are on the edge and want to leave Islam or don't practice, just feel like Islam is irrelevant to their lives um, and that they feel that Islam needs to be modernized and reformed for it to be relevant? That, uh, it's, it's something in that, but not, not in the way I think that some people think it is. It's not in the, in the way that these very prominent you know, ex-Muslims um, kind of make it out to be, you know, that they took this very kind of rational course that led them to realize, right, that Islam was not the way. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, I don't think that's, that's, that's what's motivating a lot of folks to kind of, you know, doubt. I think, I think what is, uh, like, uh, put differently, you know, it's not that they are articulating it in that, in that way, right? Um, but perhaps their actions speak louder than you know that articulation. And at the end of the day, yes, if you do not think that um, Islam kind of fits into your conception of what makes you know a good life, 
um, then yeah, that's going to be a really big problem for you to to remain Muslim in that sense, right? So so it's something, but not in the kind of you know kind of high minded way um, that some you know kind of prominent uh, folks talk about it. So I mean, the reason we went through that exercise is just for our listeners. Um, to appreciate the level of nuance you've given this topic, right? Um, <laughs> mashallah, you've done the research, um, quantitative research and qualitative. Um, and so I, I'm anxiously awaiting the results um, from you to hear them directly from you. Um, just help us understand the categories based mm -hmm. on your research um, mm -hmm. that, that lead people to the edge. What are the causes of doubt in Muslims that lead people to the edge? Sure. So uh, I mentioned that we did two studies. And so before the quantitative study, what we did was we reached out to uh, leaders in the community and, you know, put to them this notion of doubt that we started off the conversation with, right? The kind of doubt that really pushes you, you know, kind of all the way to the edge. Um, and ask them to consider the times when they spoke to somebody in that state and then ask them, okay, what, what, what were the circumstances around them coming to you? Right. Um, so basically, you know, after going through a set of, um, you know, uh, I believe it was 32 interviews, um, with a really wide swath of, of, of religious leaders, uh, we were able to kind of analyze those interviews and uh, kind of put uh, the various reasons, the various motivations uh, for doubt into three general buckets. Um, so the first one, the first category is uh, moral and, and social concerns. Um, so these are things uh, such as, you know, uh, perhaps you're uneasy with um, how uh, uh, it, you know, uh, the teachings about how uh, um, the role of women in Islam, right, how that has been taught to you, right, you're kind of uneasy with that, right. Um, or it could be, you know, something along the lines of, uh, the actions of certain people, right, or the uh, hypocrisy of certain people that claim to be representing Islam. Um, obviously, in a post 9-11 context, that, that, that bears large. Um, so, do you mind if we just drill a little bit into those, just so I, I sure. can understand them? Um, of course. So, you're saying uh, in, in one bucket uh, that leads people to the edge, mm -hmm. um, falls... Uh, people's understanding of the of the role of women in Islam, right? Or in Muslim life. Yeah, so, so that's so that's is, so that's so that's that one of the things. Yeah, so that's one of the things that can that can fall into this general bucket of kind of moral or social concerns, as we put it. Like is that the whole kind of uh message that oh this is a misogynistic religion, that, that this sure. is a religion for, for men, not for women. Yeah, no, absolutely. Or, or that the hijab is, is, is repressive and, and, you know, things like that. Right. So, um, again, you know, it's, it, it, it can be one's perception of that teaching. Um, or it can be, you know, perhaps one's value set 
has made it so that, you know, uh, women's liberation, however they understand that, um, is placed above, you know, uh, um, kind of the value set with regards to, to women, uh, uh, in Islam, right? So it's, 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 it's a complicated kind of dance there, but really what it comes down to is that how they understand the role of women in Islam does not align with how they understand what the role of women should be in this, in society. So in that first bucket also, so there's the role of women, there's also, mm -hmm. You mentioned um, the the bad actions that some Muslims do mm -hmm. uh, in the name of Islam. So yes. I'm assuming you know terrorism or um, or, or things of that matter. Um, mm -hmm. So people are are really turned off by that, and therefore equate equate that with the religion or the practicing of the religion, and therefore turn away. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean you know. So one thing that we we weren't able to do again this is this is kind of the ocean that I that was referencing earlier is really dig into kind of the mechanism like here's the stimulus right um you see these these terrorist acts okay now how does that act upon you right so we weren't able to really map the mechanism per se um but what we were able to do is 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 kind of pinpoint that this Identify was yeah. you know something exactly yeah so the, uh, identifying kind of that initial push Right. Um, and yeah, so it could be, you know, terrorist acts, but it could be things of a slightly lesser nature. You know, we t you know the way we talk about, you know, perhaps honor killings or, um, you know, uh, the, the way we talk about other issues um, that Muslims do that that perhaps kind of uh, shape against, um, you know, what we perceive to be, you know, proper action. OK, so so you've got moral and social concerns. That's like, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like the role of women, the way, you know, some some Muslims do s certain things in the name of Islam. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else that we need to to cover in that point? Because I'm really keen on, on seeing the full spectrum. Sure. So I guess the only other thing that I really want to highlight is is this notion of, um, you know, being taught that there is only kind of one way um uh to 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 regard islam right um when you make islam kind of very rigid um a lot of times we imagine that what we're doing is making islam very strong but really a lot of times what we're doing is making it you know somebody's understanding of islam very brittle right because you know you're gonna if you don't have a little bit of that flexibility right then that then you know when 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 those challenges come you know it might actually kind of undermine uh your faith as opposed to you know kind of uh, uh absorb it and strengthen your faith um so that's that's the only other thing i would kind of highlight in that bucket um but there are two other buckets uh, as i mentioned so um the second one is kind of broadly speaking philosophic and scientific concerns um so this is where some of that high-minded stuff comes in i didn't mean to entirely dismiss it earlier um, but it's an important uh, component when you're talking about, you know, for example, um, Muslim students going off to college and university. Um, you know, they're going to be encountering um, a lot of uh, different understandings of what constitutes morality, what constitutes knowledge, right? Um, and so, you know, this could, you know, be something kind of in the scientific realm, for example, um, the debate about, um, you know, evolution, right? Um, you know, 
how does uh, the scientific understanding of the theory of evolution, how does that kind of fit into, um, you know, the Islamic conception of, you know, how, how life began. Um, so somebody that, that has a really tough time reconciling that, you know, that might, you know, kind of, you know, lead to something kind of festering in them. Um, you know, along uh, those same lines, you may just simply not be able to kind of wrap your head around the problem of evil in the world, right? This has been, that's kind of a perennial issue with, um, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, people of faith, you know, kind of going back millennia, right? You know, how do you kind of understand evil in the world um, and, and kind of reconcile that with how um, you, your, your understanding of, of God, right? So somebody who's unable to do that, uh, uh, you know, I, I use this term, I'm, I'm going to continue to use this term because it really does, you know, it's, it's, it's this notion of reconciliation, right? Like how you have these seemingly competing notions, right? And if you're not able to, you know, uh, uh, make the round peg fit in the square hole, well, then you're going to have some issues. Um, a lot of times, though, that square hole is because you made it square, right? But there is, you know, a proper understanding would make it a bit more rounded, right? So so that's so that's something to kind of keep in mind along the way. Um, so that's the um, philosophical, uh, so, so stuff like the existence of, of God, mm -hmm. um, like the existence of hellfire. Um, yes and punishment, stuff like uh, Islam's uh, view on, on evolution, philosophical questions that sometimes or many a time are at odds with what some people are taught at university or at school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or just generally speaking, if, you know, your kind of personal sense of what is quote-unquote rational uh, just yeah. doesn't jibe with, you know, what your understanding of religious practice tells you to do. Fair enough. Okay, so I think we've covered two buckets, and the third one uh, yeah. was was what? Yeah. So, yeah. So the third one, third one is really interesting because the third one is is personal trauma, um, and it could be that um, you know, kind of experiencing um, a a personal loss of some sort, um, you know, kind of uh, really challenges uh, your beliefs uh, just just you know like directly because of that uh, uh, because of that event. Um, but it, it, the, 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 the notion of, uh, kind of being unwelcomed in your community can also be, you know, a, a bit traumatic, right? If you feel like, you know, an outsider in your own community, right? So, so trauma can, can come from, you know, a personal direct loss, um, or it could come from, you know, just, you know, kind of being socially almost ostracized or not feeling like you fit into your community or not feeling like you have a community to kind of fit into. Um, and, and, and what's, 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 what's kind of notable about this, you know, third bucket is that oftentimes it kind of informs a lot of other issues as well. So, you know, it can, it can, it can go along with, um, something from, you know, like a philosophical concern or something of a moral or social concern. Um, perhaps it either goes along with it or perhaps what's really going on is that personal trauma and it's manifesting as one of those other concerns. So, um, and, and also can I add to that, um, is it, is it people who have gone through a traumatic experience and feel like, you know, Allah has let them go and therefore, you know, why should I believe in a God that's let me kind of, uh, reach, reach this low point? 
Yeah, no, it could be. And, and, or it could be, you know, like, um, uh, you know, how, like, how could this happen? You know, just, 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 just really un being unable to kind of process that event, right. Um, uh, through a kind of Islamic lens, right. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of shakes you. You start thinking, oh, you know, this is, this is just all random, you know, something like something along those lines. Right. Um, and what's interesting is that, you know, I mean, we've all known people who have gone through that personal direct trauma and actually come out the other side as a stronger Muslim. Right. Um, you know, so, so that really highlights personal trauma, um, as well as all these other kind of concerns, you know, kind of really highlight how, uh, the way that you uh, kind of pr you know, process uh, these things that that come to your in your path, right? Um, that that really is is a function of 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 uh, you know your your kind of individual personality and individual characteristics as well. Um, you know, we're not saying that you know somebody who experiences trauma is going to have um, you know, these, these doubts, it could be that somebody who experiences trauma, um, has their doubt kind of removed, has their heart kind of, you know, softened because, you know, that brings them to a closer relationship to Allah. So how that happens, right? So, so there's, there's, there's various kind of endpoints, right? Once you, uh, kind of, you can, you can imagine this as kind of a fork in the road, right? For each one of these things that we just mentioned. And sometimes that fork can lead you towards doubt. Yeah, to a net positive experience as well with a lot. Um, you've because there's clearly a lot to digest. There's three buckets, and within those, there's a whole heap of um, stuff that lead people to the edge. Um, you actually uh, highlight some of the top causes of mm -hmm. um, of doubts in your in your research, and you mentioned that it's mainly or the top top four, I think it was, that are part of the moral and social. Um, concerns. So it's it's the stuff like you know the role of women. Is is that correct? So this is now getting into the quantitative end of things. So after having um, you know kind of uh, uh, better understood the landscape of doubt through that initial qualitative survey when we talked to to the um, to the leaders in the community. Yeah, exactly. The imams, the chaplains. Uh, then we were able to, you know, take a survey to, you know, the mass public, um, you know, the, the American Muslim community. And uh, uh, we were able then to, to kind of formulate a survey that reflected the learnings that we got out of that uh, initial qualitative study. And so we asked um, those who have ever uh, experienced doubt um, to what degree uh, certain things, right, certain um, uh, uh, events, certain behaviors, certain beliefs um, were a, a contributing uh, factor in their doubt. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, the top, uh, 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 the top of that list, uh, was very much, you know, kind of populated by those, um, moral and social concerns. So the top one was the way that some, uh, insist there's only one right way to practice faith. Uh, the bad things that people do in the name of religion, the intolerance that some religious people show towards other faiths, um, and the non-religious behavior of supposedly religious individuals. And so in each one of these right we see how you know it is it is how uh an individual is experiencing islam in the social world and and not so much their kind of 
uh, unfiltered understanding of Islam, right? It's, it's their actual experiences with individuals, with their community, um, you know, with uh, the way that the media portrays Muslims that ends up really affecting them. There's, um, uh, there's a saying by the late, the late Muhammad al-Ghazali, um, the sheikh uh, from, from Egypt, um, mm. who said, uh, what's the effect of like half of the reasons that, that lead to disbelief is the bad actions of Muslims um, that portray Islam in a negative light effectively. Um, mm. So I can see how, you know, uh, our actions or our misinterpretations of the faith lead people to to the edge um so look given given your research there's a lot to digest for imams for chaplains if you were to go back to them and say look this is the result of your research now do something about it like mm-hmm. how are they even supposed to um i guess digest this list of doubts and and you know what how are they supposed to respond um to these doubts yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, so uh, a few, um, a few communities, um, you know, I, I feel very fortunate, you know, have, have, have kind of reached out, uh, to me after these, these studies have been published, um, and, you know, asked me, you know, kind of something along those lines, right? Or have sat down and, and kind of, you know, gone through, uh, the report uh, uh, in, in, in a kind of Holocaust setting. Uh, and I think, you know, really what it comes down to is uh, first acknowledging, right, that, that you know, that this, this kind of exists. Um, I think, I think there, there, there is this kind of tendency perhaps to uh, believe that, you know, this is, this is a very kind of minute population. And yes, in the very grand scheme of things, perhaps. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, that, that, that we should just simply ignore, right, uh, uh, um, you know, these, these circumstances. And what is more, um, by addressing some of these concerns, right, perhaps we will uh, not only uh, kind of, you know, alleviate the concerns of those already on the cusp, but, you know, kind of block the pathway uh, for those who may have been kind of going down that road, right? Um, and so part and parcel of that is to recognize that, you know, you as a community, um, you know, you are providing, you know, you are the main conduit for the way that, you know, uh, a, an individual kind of understands Islam. And so you have to really kind of present Islam uh, in a way that uh, allows that individual to uh, best apply uh, those learnings to their lives right now. Right. I mean, why is it that especially in this pandemic, um, you know, everybody's, you know, all interested in, you know, self-help. People are like buying these books off the shelves, right? They're, you know, clearing libraries of all these self-help books. I mean, what is Islam if not, you know, uh, uh, telling you how to help yourself lead a better life, right? Um, and so if you can't, you know, present Islam in a way that allows people to understand, like, how they can, you know, truly better their lives, right, um, you know, through a proper understanding of Islam, you know, then then you need to kind of, you know, reconsider, right, like, what, what, how it is that, that, that we're presenting uh, this deen of ours. Um, and then aside 
aside from that, you know, you need to kind of make sure that you're you're creating a a an environment where individuals can really come to you, right? If they have doubts, right? I mean, the the worst thing you can do is uh, kind of dismiss people's doubts um, because that 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 is almost assured, right? To kind of uh, lead them deeper down that pathway, um, you know, you really and 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 for to their credit, you know, the vast majority of the uh, uh, imams that we spoke to uh, were very willing to kind of engage, right? It's just you know a matter of kind of learning how to better engage and. You know, not to be a bit of a homer here, but honestly, like what Yakin is doing is equipping, right? Giving those imams that toolkit, right, to best uh, deal with these engagements. Yeah, no, if nothing else, like a problem identified is a problem solved. So yeah. it's important to acknowledge the pathways that lead uh, people to the edge. Um, mm-hmm. Look, honestly, the biggest takeaway from me, uh, for me, is uh, like I understand the whole philosophical piece. Um, mm. Which is like you know people questioning uh, you know the existence of God and, and hellfire etc. I get that and I've heard that a lot. Um, trauma is new to me and that leading people. Mm. To, but the the big takeaway for me was um, that as an imam or a or a, or a, a community leader, a spiritual leader, um, your actions just in day to day life are just as important as your your teachings. Um, and people yes. don't delineate between the two. Um, that yes. if you're kind of uh, practicing or just going about your everyday life in in a way that is contrary to Islamic teachings, that actually mm-hmm. leads people to doubt their faith, and that that stuff, I think, is um, is probably uh, overshadowed by the philosophical things, but I think uh, is is clearly just as important, if not more. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to um, ask you a couple of questions that, uh, let's say, my nine-year-old niece um, has. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, usually we ask one, but I'm going to okay. ask three in the hope oh, that wow. uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> in, the, in the hope that we can kind That's of a very inquisitive summarize. niece you got there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Um, so, so number one, uh, if my nine-year-old niece came to you and said. What are the causes of doubt mm. amongst Muslims? How mm. would you respond to her? She has a couple of follow-up questions too. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> uh, a budding social scientist, I'd see, uh, your nieces. Um, so I would say, you know, uh, like so many things in this world, um, that the answer to that is, is, is complex. But generally speaking, uh, it is a, a matter of how Muslims actually act and how those actions uh, reflect on the religion more broadly. Um, because people, you can't expect people to do all the work on their own and understand, you know, deeply understand, you know, what Islam is all about, right? We, we can't all be imams, right? And so we turn to the imams, we turn to those who represent our faith um, as a representation of the faith. And so when they fall short, those shortcomings, unfortunately, um, reverberate uh, back onto us. Um, and so it's, it's, it's uh, upon us to, you know, kind of build up uh, the ability to to you know kind of uh, better understand that 
you know, people are going to make mistakes and we need to understand that, you know, the actions of any one individual uh, are not indicative of, you know, the faith at large. Okay. And, and what if I have these doubts? So my nine-year-old niece goes to you and says, okay, I know the sources of doubts and I'm starting to, to have these doubts. What do I do? So, uh, you know, so we actually went ahead and, um, you know, asked, uh, you know, our uh, sample in the quantitative analysis, you know, what have you done uh, when it comes to, to these doubts? Um, you know, have you kind of gone towards those who know or have you gone towards, you know, those who kind of proclaim to know um, something about Islam in the kind of ex-Muslim circles of the world? Um, and, you know, by and large, um, our sample has, has says that, you know, they go to their imams, right? So, so there is that door still open to them, which is, you know, uh, um, you know, normatively a positive sign. And so I would say that, you know, as with so many things, um, go to somebody that you trust, uh, whose judgment um, you feel, uh, um, you know, kind of properly reflects um, an understanding of, of, of the dean uh, and ask them, you know, genuinely what, you know, tell them what's on your mind. Um, if, you know, for whatever reason, you, you don't feel completely satisfied, well, that's one person. Try to see if you can you can go to another person, right? I mean, you know, so so we 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 can't simply uh, think that you know Sheikh Google is going to have all the answers, um, or Sheikh Fulan is going to have all the answers, right? We need we have a large enough community now in the United States, and we're able to reach enough different individuals to where you know make use of all the social media and uh, the positive ends of social media um, and and email and such uh, and all these communication technologies. Reach out to those who know if they are truly who you think they are, they'll be more than happy to, to respond to you. Last question from my niece. Um, she <laughs> says to you, um, actually, I don't have these doubts. Um, I'm a practicing Muslim, alhamdulillah, mm. and I, I believe uh, in my religion and I have certainty in my religion. And... Um, and nor am I really interested in uh, in any of these sources of doubts or your study. Mm. Um, why should I even care? <laughs> uh, first of all, I'd say, man, harsh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but hey, listen, uh, I know where you're coming from. None of us want to do any extra work these days. We are all kind of <laughs> done with uh, all the digital PDFs that we have to read on a daily basis. Uh, fair enough. But what I would say is that you may be missing out on one of the biggest takeaways, which is that even if you are very confident in your understanding, realize that, uh, you know, nobody else really gets that you're confident in your understanding. Uh, all they see is the way you act out your understanding, right? And so just as we might imagine, you know, uh, our kind of interactions over time with a non-Muslim, perhaps leading them, you know, uh, by the will of Allah to accept Islam, we also, we also have to keep in mind that our actions over time may actually dissuade people from uh, entering Islam or persuade people to leave Islam. Um, and so this uh, study, if nothing else, serves as a reminder that we need to continually uh, be living and and uh, our, our Islam, not simply reading it, not simply uh, kind of thinking about it in private. Fair enough. Um, 
Dr. Yusuf Shahud, Jazakallah Khair for your time. Um, oh, yeah. those, um, those who haven't read the study uh, or the results of the study, I, I really recommend you go onto Yaqeen Institute uh, website and read the study. It's honestly essential reading for anyone who's leading a Muslim circle uh, or, or uh, standing on the member. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Yusuf uh, Shahud, and hopefully we get to see you again on Double Take. All right. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. <laughs>